yo, yo, and hello and welcome to GameSpeak Podcast. New episodes go for free feed subscribers every Wednesday in audio format. <laughs> Podcast. In, uh, in audio format on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast platforms, as well as in video format on YouTube so you can see us in stunning HD, where we need you to hit subscribe and click that notification bell. We are streaming live every Monday at 7.50 p.m. CST on twitch.tv slash Podcast, facebook.com slash group slash Podcast, and on youtube.com if you want to catch the show as it happens before anyone else. Be sure to go ahead and join our ever-growing community in the GameSpeak Podcast Discord at dsc.gg slash Podcast to hang and talk games, battle and catch Pokemon, get show updates, find friends to play games with, and so much more. This show is 3BFFs bringing you the hottest video game news of the week. I'm one of your hosts, Jamal Aljafra, alongside Brent. <laughs> My neighbors just start shooting through the floor. <laughs> Sounded like they were earlier, man. Crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Brent, uh, like, auditorily witnessed a murder, a murder of a dog. Yeah, possibly. It sounded like it. Yeah. And we were gonna go find. It was horrifying. Yeah. So what's been on, man? <laughs> I like how we just leave that. No. <laughs> just let it hang in the air. Yeah, just let it know? hang. I don't think Brent actually heard a dog die. Possibly. I don't oh, know. Yeah. To it be was, honest, it's probably like a twenty percent chance. But it's still a chance. <laughs> these, uh, these, it was uh, very unpleasant. Whatever it was. It was not nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Devin's not here today. He is once again sick. He's just our sick boy, basically. It'd be like that sometimes, you know? Yeah. Hope it, you get well over there, Devin. The local sick boy. The local sick boy. Yeah, like back in like the 1500s, he'd be like that little kid that was like always like in the bed. And they'd be like, oh, our poor son, we need, we need the gods to heal him. <laughs> you know, and he's like always just like. He's like, I'm sorry, mother. You know, like, <laughs> I wish I could be like the other boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's Devin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> love you, Devin. Yeah, de- no, I definitely love you, Devin, but we're going to have to get you like a healer or something. We got to get like a. We just need to make sure he's got good health insurance. That's yeah, all. that's it. Yeah, he that's just needs thing. to that's live all. in the hospital. You know? But- no. <laughs> Keep them away from. We just code. not even the hospital. We just need. Have you ever seen Bubble Boy? Mm, you know, mm-hmm. we need to start putting Devin in a bubble. That was Jake know? Gyllenhaal. It's a great movie. Man. Is it a great movie? It's I've never. A, it's seen not a great it. movie, yeah. really, but it's you know. I just remember it's a classic. You know. Yeah, it's a, it reminds me of Waterboy. Oh, I did watch a great movie this week, though. Have you ever Which seen one? Jackie Brown with Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I hadn't watched that until like this week. It's a good movie. Really good movie. I, I watched it whenever I was way younger. My dad watched it, so I, I like that's the way I saw it. I don't really remember too much about it, but I remember liking it. It was good as hell. Like you know, you know how it is with Quentin Tarantino movies. It's like good writing. Some of them are like great, and some of them are just fucking trash. And it's like this was one of the great ones. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever seen a tr- okay. I've seen one trash Quentin Tarantino movie, and that's The Hateful Eight. Other than that, it was trash. Bro. I don't think I've seen a bad one ever o- I'm outside of that. I'm not a big fan of um, oh the the Grindhouse one he did, Death Proof. Yeah, I, f- I feel like that doesn't even really count though because it was just like a little small like. It counts when you put it inter- side by side with the masterpiece that was Planet Terror. Oh, you know what going I mean? back, Planet Terror was not that great. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it had Bruce Willie in it. You know what I'm saying? It had Bruce Willie. It had a, it had a bunch of people in it. But, it was an awesome movie. Dude. But <laughs> Death so Proof dumb. was a cool concept. 
You know, like no, yeah. it's like a, a serial killer who just drives down the road in a fucking like crash car that like so he can't get hurt, but he just turns his headlights off and drives into like young people. Like it's kind of a cool concept. Like who the fuck thinks of that? Like yeah, okay. It, I mean, it's a good. You concept. have to think of it on like a on like a writer. Like he was just trying to experiment. He was like, okay, this isn't one of my legit movies. I'm just doing like a, a grindhouse where I'm featuring. Like I'm. Don't just, get me wrong. Like it has some moments that are like really great, but like overall, yeah, I just overall. feel like it's it's kind of a boring watch. You Definitely. Know what I mean, good. like I love the idea of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I do think you know. It leads up to one big climax, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's like a, like, it's one of those movies with like a really cool scene at the end and a really cool scene at the beginning and then just a bunch of like really boring bullshit in the middle. Yeah. You know what I he mean? He definitely should have been killing more people, but I think that all the budget went to the crash scene. Yeah. You know, so. And it was also just kind of about like the chase with them, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is cool. You know, like I get what they're trying to do. It just, like, I personally was a little bored. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I was a little. You know, I don't know. A lad. A lad. So. I was only a lad at the time. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, other than those two, what's a bad Quentin Tarantino movie, though? Hmm. There aren't any. I mean, yeah. No, you got a good point. Like, like Kill Bill was great. Kill Bill two, Part 2 was, was great. great. Um, fucking. Glorious Bastards was great. Oh, amazing. But it's... see, maybe it's just, maybe we're not thinking of the bad ones because they don't like, they, they don't, don't resonate. Reservoir Dogs was great. Reservoir Dogs was great. Hey, let's look up his like filmography real quick so we're not just like. Once th- Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. I loved that movie. It was pretty good. I thought it was awesome. It was definitely a good movie. It just It's not my favorite Tarantino movie, but it is good. I think I would. I thought Robert Rodriguez actually directed that. No, that was uh, Tarantino. You're talking about Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. No, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Robert Rodriguez did do Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but I don't. Sorry, I, I, I did not like that movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. The new movie, the the with uh Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt, and it was like the Manson families in it and all that shit. Let's see. Let's see what it is. Let's see all of his movies real quick. Okay, that's his most recent one. Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't seen that one, to be honest with you. I need to watch that one, That's too. a really good one. I liked it. Oh, yeah. Django was good. Django was phenomenal. Let's see. Yeah, you're right. He's, he did some... The ad- fact that, that he did a slavery period piece where Rick Ross is playing like while <laughs> they're riding horses is just like awesome. Did so- you know he wrote two episodes of CSI? I did not, no. That's crazy. I bet they're the best two episodes of CSI that they, were ever made. <laughs> right. Oh, From Dust Till Dawn, that's a good movie. Yeah. All right, yeah, he's got some natural-born killers. That's a good movie. It, it, he makes nothing but classics. They're all bangers, yeah. yeah. I can't I can't deny it, you know what I mean? What, what, he's got a bunch of other like short movies that I've never seen before that I'm sure are great. Yeah. I, I just don't think he misses. I think he's one of those people that's like, I only put out something when I know it's going to be a hit. Like he, yeah. I think I'm sure he writes a bunch of shit, but then he's like, I'm not putting this out because I'm sure it's the Hateful Eight is somebody's favorite movie out there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it just wasn't for me. Like was not for the me. Same either. with uh, Death Proof. Like I see the beauty of it. I'm sure somebody like really loved that movie. You know what I yeah. mean? It was more artsy. I it, can see the like you know. 
I can see. It's not like a terrible movie. It just wasn't my favorite movie. You yeah, know what I mean? And I don't think he's made for slasher flicks. Like, And I think that's what he was trying to do was kind of imitate like an old grindhouse horror film. Yeah. And it's just not his thing. I'll tell you who did do that good recently was Eli Roth. Eli Roth. He always does. Did you see the Thanksgiving no. one? So fucking great, It's dude. from Plan- there. That's from Grindhouse. I know. It's, yeah. a, it's a fucking spin. He finally did it, and it's awesome. <laughs> but I just remember that, like, fucking trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was going to watch it the other day, but then we were like, oh, we missed it. Like, we can't watch it now because it's not Thanksgiving anymore. Yeah, you just can't be It's in... got to be like, it's a Thanksgiving tradition for me now, I think. Everything. Yeah. It's like, it's first of all, it's the only Thanksgiving movie. You know what I mean? It's like a Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's Thanksgiving. It's yeah. a slasher flick. It's ridiculous. It's super brutal. Fucking. He's doing Eli Roth, so you know it's going to be like ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's doing the Borderlands show. Really? Yeah, Eli Roth. I honestly think he's going to kill that. I don't know, dude. I I think when Eli Roth doesn't try to take himself too seriously, he does better stuff. Like with comical stuff? Yeah, like, well, not even even necessarily comical, just stuff that isn't like just raw horror. Like, he gets. Mm. He leans too far into it with the raw horror, you know what I mean? But with, like, you know, normal shit, like, I feel like he's got potential, you know what I mean? He's got a a problem with, like, the cheesiest gore porn ever, and I hate that. Like, I I don't like that at all, unless it's, like, Saw. Like, Saw is the only type of, like, gory movie I can really stand. Well, Thanksgiving, I mean, it was kind of, it's, like, baked into the, like, you know... The, the B-ratedness yeah. of it, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. have to have that cheesy gore factor with that kind of movie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know why, but for me, like whenever it's like cheesy gore, like in, uh, you know, it, it's almost like I'm just like one, I'm kind of disgusted by it, not like not like grossed out because I'm like, oh, that looks real, but because I'm just like, it's just kind of gross, yeah, and like. Like, I know it's a bunch of jelly and squash shit, and I'm like, but it also looks so fake that I'm just like. Okay, that took away all of the the like drama behind that person dying because it just looks so fucking fake. But like, I, don't I feel know. like sometimes that's true. But then you got movies like Kill Bill, like we talked about recently, mm-hmm. you know, just now, and it's like she's like splitting people in half and shit in that movie, and it still is like dramatic and fun. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, but I think I think the difference is is that movie has good writing. So like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it, you can't just lean on the fucking no. like, heads getting chopped off. Yeah, yeah. He 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 mixes the two. It's like yeah. Eli Roth is good for one thing, then it's good. He's good for making over the top gore fest. Like yeah. everything he makes is gory it's as true. shit. Yeah, that's how I don't know. Uh, th- that's why I'm like, how is he gonna do? Borderlands, like it's gonna be gory as shit. You think so? You yeah, think absolutely. Sony's gonna or who's do- not Sony? It's not Sony. Who's doing that? It's got to be Sony Pictures, right? I don't know. I don't think so. No. No, it's not Sony. Yeah, I wonder who's producing that. Because if it's not Sony, then yeah, sure. I guess they could do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, even if it is Sony, they probably could still go crazy with it. Like, it would just be like ridiculous. I mean, Borderlands is an M-rated game. Definitely. But not on that level. It's not Eli Roth M. Yeah, it's not like super gory. The the M rating is usually in like the crazy shit that people are saying and like, you know what I mean? Like, and the shooting, like all that stuff. Like, it's not really the gore. You know, there's actually no gore in, in, borderlands yeah so. like there's things that happen in the game where there could be lots of gore like, but nothing like the yeah. intro cutscene, for example where they like hit the skag with the fucking car like that could have been hella gory if they wanted it to be but it just like you know he just gets hit and then yeah like, 
falls off the car. You know what I mean? I feel like, like he's gonna take that and just turn everything into mush. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's gonna be a bunch of mush, like <laughs> a very mushy movie with yeah. Kevin Hart somehow involved. <laughs> like it's gonna be it's weird. It's gonna be like heads exploding everywhere, and then Kevin Hart like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, okay, yeah. So, besides all of that, what have you been up to, Brent? Chilling, man. Uh, let's see. I've been working, you know. But yeah. It's like I like my new job because I'm like I work enough to make some good money, but I'm not like working all the time. So I got a lot of free time, hanging out. Not overworked. Yeah, not overworked, and it feels good. You but know? not underpaid. Yeah, you exactly. know. Hey. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that. <laughs> like, how's it been going? Oh, you know, not overworked, not underpaid. <laughs> it's so stupid. This sounds gangster. But yeah, no, I um, I've been, I went and got a head strap for the Quest Three because I'm gonna be honest, the Quest Three was so fucking uncomfortable with the like base head strap. Like it's one of the, it, it was like even worse than the Quest Two. Like I'm looking at the videos of the Quest Three and I'm thinking, okay, it's looking way smaller. It's looking way more low profile. I was mm-hmm. like, this one's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to fit on my head really good. It's going to just be awesome. You pull it out of the box. You put it on your head. First of all, to get it to like sit right on your head, the strap has to like go over your ears. Ooh. So it like... It's like, like slicing into it's them. Like, it's like sl- either, it's either tying your ears to your head or like behind your ears, like pushing them downwards. So like either way is just super uncomfortable. I ended I, I ended up going with the ears tucked in the thing solution. There's got to be something to that. Like there's no way it went through QA and they were just like, yeah, it's this is fine. Horrendous, bro. I mean, honestly, it's have the... you Googled it? Like, are there people talking about this? Like, there's got to be some way. I like, mean, you can adjust it up over your ears, but then it's not, like, supporting the weight of the headset. No, that's what, what I'm mean? saying. Like, there's got to be some trick to it. Like, and I'm not saying this because I'm supporting them. The trick is them. to buy the $99 official fucking Oculus headset strap that they fucking sell on the side. Oh, fucking. okay. So this is theirs. It's not, like, a just a no, no, third-party no. one. No, I bought a third-party one because mm. it's, like, $50 cheaper fucking, but, like, and it's probably way more comfortable, but, like... You know, they they sell an official one that's like an extra hundred bucks. So they know it's uncomfortable. You mm. know what I mean? <laughs> they have a whole product to fix that, but it's just, you know, way more expensive than it should be. But anyway, so I got one of those uh I got a desk tech uh VR head strap or whatever. And it's a lot like the PSVR two head strap, except it's got like a, a thing on top too that like pulls the fucking weight away from your face and it like onto the top of your head with like a pad. And it's honestly way more comfortable than the PSVR two uh, headset now. Like now, my Quest three is officially the com- most comfortable headset that I own, and it's just because of this one strap. It was like forty bucks, totally worth it. If you got a Quest three, go get a fucking desk tech head strap that shit is so good it's like it's it's almost exactly like the psvr2 head strap with the little wheel on the back and you like you put it on you crank it to like be as tight as you want it and then you crank the one on top of your head which is basically like imagine this headphone thing like but it's like holding the thing off your face you can put it like as far up on your head or as far back on your head as you want and then you like screw a thing and it like tightens up here and it tightens up here. So it's like holding the whole mask like away from your face. And yeah. It's not, like there's no pressure or anything. It's like a support. And it's also like tight though. So like you could play like, you know, like fast moving games without worrying about it like sliding off, you know? It's, it's really good. Um, 
I definitely recommend it if you got a quest. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was uh looking this up and there's a huge Reddit thread on the Oculus Quest uh Reddit or subreddit. Um and people are complaining about the uncomfortability of the headset. It's and terrible. A lot of people got the uh yeah, it says after playing for an hour with default strap, I had to 3D print um, a little thing to go over the <laughs> head. But then one person said it took a bit to adjust correctly. But for me, the soft strap fits my head like a glove. It's a lot more comfortable than the Quest 2, and it feels a lot less front heavy. I just kept loosening the top strap and tilting the arms down until the back of the soft strap cradled my head better. Then I tightened everything until it was comfortable. I feel like that's just a motherfucker trying to make themselves feel better about spending $500 fucking on a Quest 3. Like, I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe he's got like a different shaped head than me because I've got a very big head. So I know that my my shit is like abnormally large. Like when I buy a hat, if it doesn't have like a button or something on it, like I have to buy like the extra large hat. You know what I mean? And when it does have a button, it's on like the last button. So like, yeah, some people, some people saying, yes, I agree. The top seems to dig into my face too much. I changed the panel. Yeah, that was another thing. Like the actual mask is not just like the strap, like cutting into my ears. It's like the actual mask without this head strap that I've got recently like digs into your face like it sits heavy and like when you take the mask off you got this big old like impression of like you know mm-hmm. the mask on your face you know what i mean which you don't get that with the with the new one that i got which is pretty cool yeah it says um but somebody had talked about this they said um he said i changed the panel from one or four whatever close this is to one notch further seemed to help i think wearing it for a bit helped too somehow um they said, yeah, setting it to the second step rather than the first made a big difference in comfort. Agreed. I actually preferred the way the FOV looked at, s- at setting two over sl- being slightly closer to the screen or I mean, on number one. On setting one, I found the FOV wasn't quite as rounded and it was distracting me as I was looking at the jaggies that s- setting one gave me. But then somebody on here said, where is this adjustment? Because it... Um, I clearly missed something. I, too, find it less comfortable than the Quest 2. A lot of pressure on my forehead, even with the Elite strap. Somebody said, inside, you see on the sides two buttons to press. Look at instruction booklet. Apparently. Did you try those? What's the inside buttons? Uh, I think they're talking about the eye-to-eye adjustments, which, if you mess with that, it could mess with your actual vision in the VR world. Like, it could make shit all blurry and out of focus and stuff. So, like, I mean, you have to set that a certain way. So, if your eye-to-eye adjustment is really close and it's, like, pressing on your nose, like, it's kind of just a matter of how your eyes are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was just seeing if there was, like, any option for people who don't want to buy the strap. But so far, it seems like the strap's the best way. Dude, I'm telling you, this strap is worth every penny, bro. Like, it it is so comfortable. It's literally, it's the most comfortable VR headset I have now. Like, and I've gone through a lot of them. Like, including the original PSVR. Like, it's really comfortable now. Nice. Yeah. Elite. It's elite. But yeah, um, anything else besides, uh getting that that's pretty much it man just been chilling what about you mm, just been chilling um working i'm supposed to get a new couch tomorrow oh that's nice okay uh, we we ordered it forever ago but like they're just now like coming to or not tomorrow the day after that's exciting i'm bringing in yeah it's gonna be noise it's gonna be like this sectional the leather dude or no fuck what? that no 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 not with him in here no it's, <laughs> a, it's like a 
it's you know not leather but it's like uh it kind of looks like a mid-century like it's like a burnt orange looking like you know classic look it's something that you'd see in like uh what was that game that they did for uh um uh, the Arcane Studio, not Arcane Studios. Oh, Dishonored. Uh, I'm mean, not Death Loop. Death Loop. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very Death Loopy looking, okay, like cool. that type of. It's a feel. sectional. Yeah, sectional. Oh, that's fine. It's gonna be nice. That's exciting. It's gonna fit right in it. Fit right in it. Gonna have only just sitting on one side, you know, instead of just sitting on me, taking up all of the fucking room. I don't know if I'm staying in Australian or if I'm kind of mixing back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. What are you gonna do with your old couch? Uh, we were planning on tossing it. Hell yeah! Just straight into the Hell dumpster. Yeah, fuck that couch, yeah. we bought it for like, I think like fifty bucks on Craigslist or something. Like, and we went and got it, and they were they not were, a bad couch for fifty bucks. No, no, no. But they were like a non-smoking house, no animals. And we got there, and the person was like, uh, like there was obviously a dog in there, and then there was dog hair all over the the couch, and then. It smelled like smoke. <laughs> yeah, just straight non-smoking. up non-smoking. Non-smoking. No, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, we're excited for that. But nothing much else. Let's get into the games. Well, what, what you been playing? Well, let's see. Uh, I've been playing Scarlet Hollow, which uh was really good. It's like a visual horror novel. Um, where you make like choices and stuff, and like it's it's really cool. I definitely Is this VR or? no. It's just a fucking like. It's just a visual novel on Steam. Like, okay. it's, it's literally like just you read it and there's like pictures, but it's awesome. But the only problem with it <laughs> is like I got to the end of chapter four, which is not the end of the game, and it's just like, thank you for playing Scarlet Hollow. This is all the end of the chat, or this is the end of all the available chapters right now. They're like, uh, check back in on our Discord for when the next chapter is coming out. And I'm like, fuck, I did. I thought this was like a full game already. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just see when the next chapter's coming out. And apparently... They shut sh- down. Well, no, they didn't shut down. Chapter four came out over a year ago, though, at this point. Mm. And between then and now, they've put out an entirely different game, which was also pretty good. It's the game that got me into this game. Like, I bought that game first, and I was like, this game's pretty good, but this other game looks like it's got a more interesting plot. So I, like, got the other game. And the other game ended up being, like, way better. And I'm like, that's the one I'm interested in. And, like, they don't have a fucking Chapter 5 for it at all. But they're like, but here's a hardcore mode, and you can go back and uh, pick three traits. Read harder. Of two. They make the, the text smaller. Well, there's like, like <laughs> you make choices and stuff that could kill you throughout the game. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And there's like um, uh, traits you get at the beginning of the game that like give you different you know dialogue options and like you know romance options and stuff throughout the nice. game. Nice. Okay. So it's it's pretty you know there's a lot going on there, but it's like I'm really want fucking chapter five, and it kind of pisses me off that I don't have it. So you know it is what it is. Black that's Tabby a, Games, get on it. Yeah, know? I was about to say that's a smaller indie studio. Anytime I see a visual novel on you know Steam, I'm like no. Because I know it's like some dude in a in a room and he's worked on it for maybe like six months or something. He's not gonna finish it, yeah, or whatever. It's tough. Like you gotta you gotta find like it's amazing that uh you know uh Steinsgate came from a visual novel game because yeah. like 
they just never get done. What like, actually blows my mind is how few like good visual novels there are because I after I read Scarlet Hollow, I'm like, okay, that was like the best fucking eight hours of my life. I need something exactly like that. So I went on Steam and I like tried searching for things that are like in the same vein and there's like very few things that are like it. And like the things that are like it have a really different art style that i'm not a fan of like one of the things i really like about scarlet hollow is the art style like it's this this almost pencil drawn look to everything like and it's really cool like you know what i mean but like like reading a comic or something it feels yeah it almost has like a comic book art but like different it's like a it's like a comic book and a coloring book mixed together or something but like all the other ones I've looked at are like anime style and it's shit. Always anime, which is like cool and all, but it's like that's not what I want right now. You know, I want like yeah. I want American art. You know what I mean? Like American <laughs> art. Yeah. No, I gotcha. I feel that. And uh, I don't know, man. Like if if anybody knows any good horror visual novels that are uh, not super anime, let me know, and I'll get on that. You know what I mean? But in the meantime, I've been playing some more VR because I got my VR thing all comfortable. So like. I I tried to do the Unreal Engine VR injector thing like I was telling Devin about a while back, but like it stopped working for me like altogether. Like I don't know what the fuck happened, but like all the Preydog mods have either stopped working or they start like crashing my computer when I use them. So I've just kind of stopped using Preydog's mods altogether for now. You may and need to like update it. Maybe put out a. Patch. I did update it, and I think that's what fucked it up. Oh, take it you back then. I mean? Roll it back. I need to like delete all the files. It's something for another day. I'm too lazy to do yeah. all this shit right now. The reason I liked it in the first place was because it was really like plug and play. Yeah, easy, you know, don't want to deal with all the extra shit. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I need something cool to play on my VR that are, like is you know a little different. So I fucking downloaded. Um, hitman 3 on xbox game pass and i've been playing that in vr nice which is you know always fun it's one of my favorite vr games like i just it never gets old to me you know what i mean like i can just hitman all day you know what i mean like and all the levels are really cool i will say the vr mode leaves a little bit to be desired like no matter how good your computer is and how much you crank the fucking graphics up, like, it's still a little blurry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, PS4 blurry, but it's, like, it's just a little bit blurry. Like, I don't know what it is, you know what I mean? But it's still a lot of fun, you know? Just, like, to play that game of VR is just super fun. And you end up doing things you didn't do in the, like, in the flat version, you know what I mean? Like, there's just... Like, you're inclined to, like, poison drinks and stuff more. You know what I mean? I don't know. Do you see your hands? Yeah, you see your hands, which is cool because in the um, PS4 version, you had, like, I don't know, your controller was, like, attached to your hands. So, like, your hands were just, like, grouped together in front of you. And, like, when you move the controller around, they did this, you know? Yeah, it's kind of lame. But, like, you know, in the computer VR, it's, like... You know, you have. Do you get fingers or no? You don't, I think. But like, you know, you're almost always doing something with your hands, so it's like, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you have fingers on the hands, but you can't like control them with your controller. Like some games, you'll like put your fingers on like the controller yeah. and it'll sense it. You know, that'd what I mean? be so cool. Just go up and like hit man somebody by like poking them in the ear like really you can hard. Punch them in the back of the head if you want. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's pretty fun. I don't know. I have a good time with it. Uh, but then let's see what else. Oh, I've also been playing Mario RPG still. I've got like nice. five of the seven stars or something like that. So yeah. I didn't know you got it. Good. Oh yeah. I got it for Christmas. Nice. I've, been, I've been wailing on that bad boy. So yeah, I, 
I've put up, I've finished it like in twelve hours or something. It's, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm getting close to the end. What are, What are you rocking right now on like like Mario? Like, what's your weapon of choice right now? Right now, I've got a hammer. I think. Oh, you need to get the turtle, bro. Get the turtle shell. I had the turtle shell, but the hammer had better stats, so I... No, no, there's another turtle shell. Oh, a better there's turtle like a, shell? You should look it up. Look up the turtle shell. Like, I forget what it's called, but, like, I ended up, like, getting it, and then after I was, like, getting close to the end of the game, I started looking up stuff, and it was like, this is the best weapon for Mario in the game. Like, the, the top dot, and I was like, oh, I already got this shit. But, yeah, there's a turtle shell... That I it was like on a side quest thing that I did. Oh, okay. And w- if you get that, like it's fucking, and you hit the button at the right time, fucking, fucking, fucking noise, oval, mate. fucking in it, dude. Yeah, man. I've been uh, doing that. I've been doing the side stuff when I find it. Like I, I did the at the tadpole pond. I've been like doing all the music, the stuff, music stuff. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fun, man. Uh, so far, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Apparently, the the thousand year door, like the the one that they're remaking uh-huh. soon. Did you ever play that when it came out? No, yeah. me either. Apparently, that's the best Mario RPG game, according to people who love those games. I huh? have it on my um, Steam Deck. I just haven't played it. Apparently, it's amazing. It, it's like it's like Super Mario RPG, like at at its peak. Like, but after that, they took all the RPG elements out of Paper Mario. So, like, um, like all the games after that aren't very RPG like. So that's uh-huh. the that's like the pinnacle of the rpg of mario apparently okay i'll have to check that out yeah i'm interested after playing because i really liked mario rpg play yeah it was fun it's so good I, li- I like the way it looks too yeah it does look i like the. i like how they kept the like plasticky look to everything it donkey really kong good. looking yeah. thing it's cool oh yeah that's what i've been playing oh okay cool um i don't remember i I played warzone uh, obviously a lot of that um and then i tried ages of empire or age of empires 2 on game pass (laughs) how was that it was pretty fun like i've never really been into those types of games but i wanted something to just chill with and so i've been testing that i've been one to play something like that too recently i've been looking at like the tropico and the civilization games but like i don't know which one is better you know? I don't. That was my problem too. Everybody's like, Civilization is one of the best games ever, but Tropico just looks fun to me. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some some about Tropico just kind of like is calling to me. You know what I mean? I feel like if I'm gonna play one, I'll go into to Civ just because it is world renowned. Yeah. Like, but uh, but the problem is, is like once you hit Civ five, everybody's like, Civ five is the best one. Civ six sucks, and then like some people will be like, No, Civ six is just the better version of five. And so I'm like. All right, y'all need to settle this and let me know like what what the deal is. Well, and then mm. there's that new City Skylines game that I don't just came play that. out. No, I don't want to play anything that's like a city builder. Like if I I want to have some kind of hand in like I want to like take over areas and do things like that, but I also want it to be like it's like that's the great thing about Civ is that it's a mix of both. Like you get yeah. you know you get your Age of Empires, but you also get your you know c- city builder. Yeah, you know you're doing both of those things. So. It's like, I don't want to just build a city and, oh, great, I got a city. What the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. Nothing. Now, well, look, built the water plant or whatever. You know, like, yeah. I don't, I'm just not into it. And also, apparently, City Skylines 2 sucked ass. Like, oh, I haven't even, I haven't heard of that, yeah. Yeah, just Google the reviews. Like, everybody was hating, dude. Um, yeah. I'd play the first one if you're going to play any of them. But they're both on Game Pass, so either way. Cool. You know, but um, definitely played that. Um, I thought, I was like, okay, 
cool, interesting. Not going to keep playing it. Not really my thing. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's about it. So let's get into the news. <laughs> uh, just so you guys know, we are using articles from gaming news sites from around the web, and we do not claim any of the articles as our own. We're simply bringing them all to one place for you. Oh, yeah, one other game I was going to try and play was Far Cry 6, but I still can't get it to download on Game Pass, or I couldn't, and I messaged Xbox or Microsoft, and they were like, oh, you even though it's on Game Pass, you have to download Ubisoft Connect and download it through Ubisoft Connect. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, no, no. Like, you don't even go through the Game Pass app and click, I want to... Like, well, it'll it, automatically, like, bring up Ubisoft Connect and put you not in on mine. stuff if you have it downloaded. You yeah, know yeah. What I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, so Which like, I have it downloaded. But that's the thing. It's the same with, like, Jedi Fallen Order and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, it'll do that shit to you with those games, too. And Steep, I think. A couple other random fucking games. Thing is, though, those games, when I go to them, there's a install button in Game Pass. I've, I've had Ubisoft Connect this whole time. Like, it's already downloaded. It's on my desktop and everything. Do you have the old but, one, though? Because they have a whole new one they put out. Like, Ubisoft changed their, like, launcher from, like, it's, it went from, like, Ubisoft Connect to just, like, Connect or something like that. Like, they, there's there's two official launchers now, and, like, one of them is their more modern one. Oh, I don't know. It's uh, the one you can play with Ubisoft Plus through is the one that they, their newest one or whatever. I must have that one because that's what I got. Okay. I mean, but the thing is, is, like, so what I have to do, I have to go into Ubisoft Connect, and, like, I can go to the game, and it's like, oh, you have Game Pass, so you can play it here. Like, it. I can't get to it from Game Pass. I have to go into the Ubisoft Connect like separately, yeah. which is weird. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. It's a little weird, but they need to know. get their shit straight. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm probably but gonna play that. It's not just with them. Like it's uh, if you if you get like Star Wars Squadrons or something like that with on EA, I'm pretty sure if you do that on like fucking the Epic Game Store or even Steam, like it'll take you to their fucking launcher. Also, that's like, fine you know with me mean? as long as it it takes me from the app to the launcher. Like I shouldn't have to go like just not even have Game Pass open. Just go and open their launcher to play it. Like. There's no button that says install or take me to Ubisoft Connect or whatever. That's really it's just strange. not there. I haven't even tried to play Far Cry Six on my on you know. I'm on sure Game yours Pass will have it. Mine's because, just fucked up. Well, I've already I already own it, so I haven't tried to download it. But yeah. like I you know now I'm curious, so I might just go try yeah, it just, just to see what happens. You know what I mean? See if you have an install button because yeah. mine it's literally just a loading like there's like a little square where the install button would be, but there's just a loading thing. Constantly I know that happening. Xbox app also just does weird shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I've had a there's a game called like Wild Hearts or something that was like a fucking yeah. Monster Hunter ripoff basically. T- wait, not a Tomic. Yeah, yeah. Why Wild Hearts? I think it's like a it's yeah, an yeah. animal hunting game. But I tried to download that, and like, first of all, it went to download, and then it was like thirty-five petabytes, and I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. And then it like went down to like twelve terabytes, and I'm like, that's still way too much information. And then it just keeps on downloading, and then it went down to like four hundred gigabytes, and then it like stopped downloading altogether. And then it just fucking like canceled the download. But now the cancel, it's like it just permanently says canceling download in mm-hmm. my queue. Like it, it has never gone away. This was like months ago. You know what I mean? And I've downloaded and played lots of shit on Xbox Game Pass. It works just fine. Yeah. There's just that just sitting there. Yeah. You have to reason. message like, them. That's what I'm saying. It's like 
they, there's certain games that just won't work for people. Like I, like I was saying, Brian, who listens to this show, he couldn't get Starfield for that like sucks. the longest time. Like of all the games that, like, it would suck to just miss that one. Starfield. That's like the one, man. Yeah. Like, and then <laughs> he was just like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm never playing it." So he just never got to play Starfield. Um, That's mad depressing, bro. Yeah, but let's get into the Vigi game news here. <laughs> um, uh, what's a big one here? Let's just start off with some good news before we get into the bad news. Actually, I don't think there is any bad news. Um, I could be wrong though. Uh, let's see the Game Pass games that are coming out. We get, we got basically. I like that. What we got? A good, a good little list, yeah. Anything good? Next well, month we got some good shit for sure. Well, we know this. Xbox Game Pass early January 2024 games. We okay. got Close to the Sun. Okay. Don't know what that is, but it's coming cloud, console, and PC on January 3rd, so it's already Rock. out. Hell Let Loose, which is dope, it came to cloud, console, and PC on January 4th, so that's already available. Uh, have you ever seen that game? I uh, I've I've seen it a lot, but I just I didn't I thought it was shitty, so I didn't play it. I didn't know it was a good game. Yeah, know? it's just fun. It's, I've seen it on the Epic. Game. I actually have it on Epic Games. I think that I got for free through them a long time ago. I just oh, nice. never played it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a it's like a big World War Two like shooter, but like, like um, Battlefield or something kind of like kind of, but it's like proximity chat. Like um, you know, you're running in and like everybody's just fucking screaming or like. You know, okay, that sounds kind of fun. It's pretty interesting. You'll hear people just like playing, like you know, Alex Jones over the fucking prox chat, and everybody's just <laughs> running in. Um, but then uh, sounds terrible. It's so funny, <laughs> dude. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming to cloud console and PC on January 9th um, which is that's a good that's one. A good one. Yeah. The Figment is coming to cloud console and PC on January 9th. Don't know what that is, but Super Mega Baseball Four is coming to cloud console and PC on January 11th. Okay. We Happy Few is coming to cloud console and PC on January 11th. Wasn't that already on there? No, was oh. not. It might have been a long time ago, and then they took it off or brought it back or something. Oh, but, okay. But uh, Resident Evil Two Remake is coming to cloud console and PC oh, in January. Good, that's 16th. that hot shit right there. That's high quality. That's shit. That's that high quality shit right there. Yeah. So, you, and then those who remain on cloud console and PC January sixteenth. So you get this month just in the first half. I mean, we don't even know what's if there is anything coming in the second half. They haven't said yet. Probably not. But no, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, like probably not anything crazy, just because yeah. fucking you got a big one. Yeah, Valhalla on February first. They're putting. Uh, persona 3 on there and that's gonna be i mean people are gonna be buying game pass just to play that i think they just took persona 4 off or something they took like persona 3 portable off because they're about to put persona oh, 3 okay. reloaded on there or whatever like the new yeah the new re- version. reboot yeah. version yeah so no need for the old shitty shit yeah no definitely fuck that shit no but uh we got so you got Assassin's creed valhalla Resident Evil 2 remake, and then you got Persona 3 coming all within like this very yeah. month. That's pretty definitely dope. enough to keep you entertained for a while. Mm-hmm. Valhalla, I played, I've got like a lot of fucking time invested in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I personally think it's a fucking wonderful game. Persona 4 is leaving. Oh, uh, that's yeah. a shame. Games leaving Xbox Game Pass this month is Grand Theft Auto 5. Again, it came back for a little while. It's leaving yeah. again. Uh, cloud console and PC. They should be switching it out on them. Yeah, Garden Story is leaving. MotoGP 22, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 3 Portable are all leaving on the 15th. Dang. Yeah, so... Uh, Just axing the Persona shit. Yeah, definitely. I wonder why. I wonder why right before they drop the other Persona. Persona, yeah. 
Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Maybe like uh, Atlas was like, you can only have a certain amount. Maybe Atlas is behind that. Maybe Atlas knows that Persona 3 is going to drive up the sales of their older Persona titles and mm-hmm. like fucking they're like, well, let's just take that them makes off sense, for a yeah. little bit while, we, while the hype is there. You know what I mean? But like, people buy that shit. Because they still have Persona 5 Royal on there, I mm-hmm. think, which is, you know, a bet. And then they have the Persona 5 Tactica. So there's still like persona shit well i think what they're thinking is like once they get done with three they're gonna want four yeah so then they're gonna you know come and buy four maybe after a little while they'll bring four back and take take five five off off. (laughs) they're gonna wait exactly what would take you to be three and four oh yeah (laughs) it's smart thinking um okay uh but yeah what you got brent let's see let's take a look in the old bag of tricks oh okay MSI Gaming has shown details of a Steam Deck-style handheld via a brief teaser video on its Instagram account. Sorry, I haven't read this article yet. Uh, The first part of the video shows the front of the device in a dark space, with only the offset sticks encircled by RGB light. Hey, as long, <laughs> I like offset. Like uh, I like RGB lights. So I like might all be of it, in yeah. business here. You and know it's know MSI. I mean? MSI's always good. MSI does be dropping some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And considering ROG is the only other uh, fucking real competitor, competitor you know? Yeah. Well, and Lenovo, they got one out, but it's not as good as ROG. Yeah, it's not think. the ROG. Oh, does it say the specs or anything? Or Let's see. I think it was just kind of a teaser, so it didn't really, uh, it didn't really show anything. Let's see, hang on. Yeah, it looks like we don't really know anything about it. It says a whole new breed of MSI Dragon is coming. Get a grip and stay tuned. Presumably, more details will release during CES from January 9th to 12th. So we should get more info pretty soon. Uh, but right now, we don't know anything about the price or anything like that. So keep. Keep in, uh, keep tuned in to GameSpeak podcast, and we'll let you know about that. Word. Um, speaking of VR, earlier the Apple Vision Pro launches February second, twenty twenty four, at all U.S. Apple Store locations and the online U.S. Apple Store. Apple has announced. Bro, I want to try one so bad. Well, you got three thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars because that's how much you're gonna need to try that. No, I wonder just... if you could, I mean, it's Apple, though, so you could probably pay it off in installments. Oh, like yeah, get, Apple like, phone. Apple Pay? Yeah. Like, I'm sure. It says the Vision Pro is Apple's $3,499 mixed reality headset designed to introduce spatial computing to consumers. It has augmented reality capabilities, but can also switch to virtual reality seamlessly by using the dial on the headset. Pre-orders for Apple Vision Pro begin uh, January 19th at 5 a.m. Pacific. Um, so this is their quote. The era of spatial computing has arrived, said Apple boss Tim Cook. Apple Vision Pro is the most advanced consumer electronics device ever created. This revolutionary and magical user interface will redefine how we connect, create, and explore. Um, so I guess uh, we'll see, Mr. Cook. Right. I've seen people that have tried it online that seem to think it's pretty freaking cool, but it doesn't have any controllers or anything, so you're just using hand tracking, you know what I mean, which is interesting. Well, you it's know Apple. I mean? I'm sure whatever they have is going to work perfect. True, um, but like this also means that it's not going to be compatible with any existing VR games out there right now, which is you know, fine. I don't... 
But Apple's yeah. gonna if if there's gonna be games that come with it, which is probably not gonna be the focus here. Like no, you know, not at all. This is but, just, they're trying to get old people into. But VR. if you're gonna put a thirty five hundred dollar VR headset out, it's gonna have to have a few games on it. You it know will. what I'm saying? So like you need to think of some like it's gonna. I, I'm thinking we're gonna have a whole new like array of like hand tracking games that come out that'll be probably playable on other like consoles that have hand tracking you yeah. know what i'm saying like i think this is going to drive up a, a random like increase in hand tracking games which is kind of Definitely. exciting you know you're, I mean? you're gonna have that but it's also mainly supposed to be like another place to use your phone so like you're you're gonna see people playing like fucking flappy bird in the air like they're just gonna see their fucking screen floating in front of them like with augmented reality like then like like my uh client has one of the newer Apple watches and it has the gesture control mm-hmm. on it. My mom has one. Too, yeah, so yeah. like she'll like if she gets a text, she just fucking taps her fingers yeah. or whatever in it. It's the same gestures you're supposed to be using with the Apple Pro or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, they're already preparing people. I mean, this uh, my client is like you know in her sixties and you know she's already getting used to using these things. So like I think that's what the point is is to get like the everyday person who doesn't mess with video games and stuff like that it's just like people who would never in the realm of reality put on a, a headset to walk around and they want that for them they're not trying to sell them games they're trying to sell them a fucking thirty five hundred dollar piece of equipment or technology that they can wear on their face the problem is the people who are interested in this thing are the people who are like already playing with VR. i think it's you both know what i mean like i think it's both i think this is i don't think there's the any deal. regular consumers out there that want this thirty five hundred dollar fucking thing like you know what they, I mean? Like, apple wouldn't if it was put cheaper, it out if you they know didn't. what i'm saying like I guarantee you they've done some some kind of like reporting for themselves. Like there's no way that they put this much money and technology into this thing without running tests to see uh, like the, who their, you know, people are, who's who's coming through to this. I guarantee you you're going to see rich people like on planes using these things. You're going to see people just on buses wearing these things. Watch. I I'm, I guarantee you I 6 months you, from now. I bet you we will go years without seeing anybody with one. I say I bet you months. won't see one in public ever. Like I we got we got to start writing down all I these will, bets. No, like seriously, like 6 months. Fuck that. Like 6 years. 6 months. I I guarantee Especially you, if there's Apple Pay. Like if there's an Apple Pay pro- program, you're going to see people wearing these. I almost guarantee you will not see people wearing these. Okay. I th- I said the same thing about the fucking Apple Watch. I was like who the fuck is just going to wear it's the same thing. I said the same thing about the fucking uh tablets. Like like it's just a bigger iPhone. Who the fuck needs that? Everybody has a goddamn uh fucking iPad. Like what's the point of an iPad when you have an iPhone? It's like uh, you know It's different though, man. I just feel like people aren't going to be using it, but like especially in public you know what i mean i don't know i think teachers are going to be using them because of the augmented reality i think you're going to see it in in schools you're going to see it at businesses because like they have this whole integrated like i really don't because i think if people wanted to use like vr in schools they would already be doing it you know what i mean there's enough you got to have that word apple on it you got to have that fucking dumb apple logo on it like people trust it we'll see but i can't imagine anything short of like a fucking doctorate program using fucking like you know we'll see six months that's what i give Uh, you say never i uh, you say six years i say six months uh you're gonna see at least like a change in the way you won't see these out in public until like a version two comes out and version one becomes way cheaper 
You know what I'm saying? Like until we get a dramatic mm. price decrease in the version one, you won't see them in public. I would say that, except for the iPhone has never gone down in price. It only yeah, goes the up iPhone in price. Is expensive as hell, but it's not thirty five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? It's not, but it's, it's also like three and a half iPhones for a luxury item. You know what I mean? iPhone's a necessary thing. You know what I mean? Oh, like, for sure. I don't think it's as necessary as an iPhone, but I think they're trying to make it as necessary as an iPhone. That's kind of their goal. Succeed though. You know what I'm saying? Like. I really don't. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. like the biggest pusher of VR of all time. But like, I've seen this industry for years now. You know what I'm saying? And oh, like, for sure. I don't, I just don't imagine this is going to take off like they want it to. I'm actually know? excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see the next six months. Let's see wh- how it goes. Like, just uh, because. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat my words. Like, uh, don't like, get me wrong. I genuinely hope you're right. And this yeah. is like a big thing. And like, because if it is, it'll push the industry forward tremendously. So much further. You know, yeah. like, if you want to buy stock in fucking Oculus or something, or like, you know, one of those VR companies, right now is the best time. The time yeah. You know what I mean? Because after this. It's only going up, it, or it's never going up. It's one yeah. or the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Apple can't do it, then nobody can yeah. fucking do it. And that's my thing is like I really think because Apple's in the game, it's gonna change everything. Uh, like you know, just because it's Apple and like yeah. you know they made these fucking ski goggle looking fucking headsets. I mean, don't get me wrong, it but, looks cool as it, shit. Yeah. D- I wish I had enough money to get one. I would definitely do it. Just you know to be able I mean? to see your eyes on the outside of it, like you know, like that's gonna be cool. Yeah. Like people, and I've heard people say that it's like incredible like yeah. like looking through it you know what i mean yeah and then like like moving stuff around in the air with like the you know oh man it's gonna be weird it's gonna be and like you can like just look at your phone and it'll pop up as a screen on in the air like augmented so like you don't have to keep looking at your phone you know like you can just walk around with your phone screen and like be controlling it elsewhere so weird I'm I'm very interested in that. Yeah, but see, like that's the thing with the, with that quality of augmented reality, you're not even gonna have to like bring up a virtual phone screen. You can just look at your real phone screen like through the glasses. Oh, I you know. know. What I'm saying like, but but like, it's so you don't have to carry like when you're at home, like say you're cooking or whatever, yeah, yeah. you don't want to fucking carry your phone around with you, but you also like want to be able to change the song you're listening to without being like, hey Siri, hey Siri, and then like Siri like being like. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Hey Siri, yeah. I'm t- you know, like you the just, problem is though, like imagine you're you're breaking spaghetti and your hands are all fucking gross, but you want to change the song. You just fucking do this, and then you go back to making yeah. your fucking spaghetti. The problem is, you can already do literally all of that with the Quest Three. Yeah, you but the I'm Quest saying? Three doesn't say Apple on it. I'm just saying, like, and it's five hundred dollars. It doesn't say Apple on it. I'm just saying, Even, literally, they'll be, they'll that be the entire Android. situation you just described is entirely possible. I, I got you, but trust me, Apple. Like, you're not understanding that part. Quest, Meta, all this stuff means nothing to the everyday person who doesn't play video games or VR. The moment you s- fucking slap Apple on it, people will pay fifteen hundred fucking dollars for a stand for their fucking Mac, like their fucking just computer. Yeah, like, I, and I get that. But the thing when you is, can go on the internet and buy a stand all of for Apple's thirty dollars to this point have seemed more practical than this to me. Like the Apple Watch, yeah. I get it. You know, people like watches. You know what I mean? The yeah. fucking iPhone. It's fucking cool as shit. It's, it revolutionized the fucking phone. You know, mm-hmm. iPad. It's just a gigantic iPhone. It's fucking cool. You know. No, that I mean? makes no sense. I I I do not. I stand uh, with the iPad. The iPad is 
the dumbest it's invention. It's a big old screen, bro. You want a big screen? You got a big screen. It, it's this without phone calls and text messages. It's somebody who was like had the fucking had the biggest phone they could have, and they said, "You know what? I, I want, want more. I want a bigger screen <laughs> with less I things." I want to have to hold do. this bitch with two hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to waste my money. No, but like you know, I, I that's all I'm saying is like. It's the the iPad is literally the most impractical thing if you already have an iPhone. So, but people have them, multiples of them, and I'm like, anything with the word Apple on it, you tell a middle aged woman, and she's gonna be like, I gotta get it. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, I gotta have it. Just as many people have iPads as have like you know traditional tablets. You know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. Tablets in but tablets in general are fucking dumb. To me. To you. To, when you, you know already have saying? an iPhone. This is a tablet. A lot of people think, you know, VR is dumb. But the thing is, people are selling, like, I, I would say that there's just as many Android tablets sold as Apple tablets. You know what I'm saying? But we can't say the same about the VR market if, if this hypothetical situation comes into play where Apple just comes in and starts selling hella fucking If they start VR selling like hotcakes, you know I mean? people are going to be like... You know, I've never looked into this. Are there other kinds that do this thing? Because I've never been into VR, but my friends all have one. You know, like all uh, all the guys at the golf club ha- are at the fucking see, have them now. In a perfect world, I think that's what I would love to happen. But yeah. I just don't see that. No, I know, happening. I know. You know I, I, mean? I just want to, I'm, I'm telling you, let's give it six months. Let's see what happens. I want to see what the news, I want to see what people start saying. I want to see if I start seeing them in the wild. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go up to the Apple store and see if they have one that you can try. Oh, how much you want to bet the line out that fucking store is going to be in fucking probably, insane. probably really crazy. For, for days. I mean, I remember when they had a Vive at the uh, Microsoft store back in the day. Mm-hmm. The line for that was wild, you know? What oh, I mean? yeah. But still people don't have fucking vibes you know what i mean like yeah but that that's what I'm, but you don't know because you're not at their house like a vibe you can only use at your house this is going to be different you're going to see people fucking walking around with their fucking digital eyes fucking looking at you like dude no way bro dude how much you want to bet how much you want to bet i guarantee you six months in you're going to go to the mall and you're going to see people walking around with these things on their fucking faces. Dude, so many people are going to be getting those shit snatched off their fucking face. <laughs> if that's By if, me specifically. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I really think you're going to start seeing it. No, I'm like, but we'll see. We'll see. Give us six months. We'll, we'll, we'll bring this back up. <laughs> we will. Uh, um, but anyway, so what? Yeah. I guarantee you the first person I see with one, I'm walking up. I'm going to be like, hey, man. Let me try that shit real quick. And I'm sure they'd be like, this is $3,500 on my face. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I'll punch you. you right in the goggles if you don't fucking. <laughs> Just punch him in the goggles. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so what you got? Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, the biggest Elder Scrolls to date, Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall, has now been completely remade in Unity thanks to a group of dedicated fans. It features a number of quality of life improvements and graphical updates to the classic 1996 RPG that make it well worth diving into for Bethesda RPG fans as well as extensive mod support. Uh, A group of fans known as the Daggerfall Workshop began development on Daggerfall Unity over a decade ago. Blah, blah, blah. If you want to play Daggerfall... Remade. Remade in Unity. Check that shit out. It looks pretty cool. I mean, it's still got the flat-looking Daggerfall aesthetic, but it's cleaned up. The, there's, like, 
new artwork and stuff in it. It's really well done. So check that out. You know what I mean? Nice, nice, nice. Um, so uh, NVIDIA just got done announcing its mid-generation refresh of its graphics cards. Uh, what does that mean? So, well, they, they did CES 2024. They showed up there. Um, not only did we get three brand new graphics cards, including one with a lower price, but we even got a sneak peek at Half-Life 2 running with RTX and a whole lot of AI news. What are the three graphics cards? So they're coming. Here it goes. As <laughs> CES 2024, NVIDIA announced three new graphics cards, the NVIDIA GeForce RTX 4080 Super, RTX 4070 Super? Ti Super, and RTX, Super? <laughs> and RTX 4070 Super. These new GPUs are replacing, well, the RTX 4080, the RTX 4070 Ti, and the RTX 4070 at the same price points. The only difference Damn. is the RTX 4080, which is thankfully a little bit cheaper than 4080 was at launch. So um, the RTX 4080 Super is launching at 999 making it about $200 cheaper than the um, 1199 uh, RTX yeah. 4080. Meanwhile, the RTX 4070 Ti Super and 4070 Super are launching at the same price points as their original versions at $799 and $599, respectively. Do they outperform them? I would assume so. It's called Super, bro. It's called Super, yeah. Yeah, but while these do feature a bit of a boost over the original versions, they really aren't for folks who already bought into the RTX 40 uh, 40 series. Rather, these Super cards seem to just sweeten the deal a bit. NVIDIA claims the RTX 4080 Super can run pretty much anything at 4K with ray tracing enabled, while the RTX 4070 Super and 4070 Ti Super are a bit more modest, targeting either high refresh 1440p gaming monitors or 4K. This is more of more or less what you can already expect out of the RTX 4070 Ti and the RTX 4070. I feel like they're being a little modest in general because I've got a just normal 4070 and you can fucking play anything in 4K 60 frames per second. Like, yeah, there's, there's probably just IGN talking, but we'll we'll see exactly. Probably Nvidia how... talking, trying to get you to buy their fucking higher end uh, one. You know what I mean? Too. Like. Yeah, it says uh, IGN's going to be putting out uh, reviews for the new cards later this month, but um, apparently piggybacking on the success of Portal uh, Portal RTX and Minecraft, in- NVIDIA has worked with community modders to create a version of the beloved Half-Life 2 running with ray tracing, but the update goes beyond fancy lighting. It looks like there are all new assets in some of the scenes, so it looks almost like a full remaster of the classic shooter. No, there definitely are new assets. They've they've specifically said they're replacing like most of the assets in the game. Nice. So rather than just some RTX injection like we got with Quake and Portal, you know, you got that remaster. So NVIDIA didn't give any release date for this community update, uh, but they're saying it should be soon. NVIDIA also announced that Horizon Forbidden West will be launching with DLS, DLSS 3.0, which includes frame generation, along with DLAA uh, for gamers uh, with especially powerful PCs. The big difference between these is that DLAA renders the game at a higher resolution and then scales it down to your native screen size rather than rendering it at a lower resolution and upscaling as DLSS does. Um uh, then if you if you've ever for whatever reason felt like your favorite game absolutely needed ray tracing to be brought to the next level, RTX Remix finally has a beta release date of January twenty second. Oh hell yeah, bro! I can't wait till the modder community gets their hand on that shit. Fucking like, there's gonna be so many RTX Remixes coming out, man. There's already two Portal ones, and like the official software isn't even fucking out yet for people to fuck with. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. And Half-Life is coming. I, it's it's cool. It's going to be interesting to see. 
says, uh, we already knew AI was going to be a huge talking point at CES 2024, and NVIDIA definitely showed that we weren't wrong. A vast portion of the company's CES 2024 presentation centered on AI and how its GPUs are going to be powering local generative AI. From a chatbot that you can train with documents stored locally on your computer to image generation software that will take a written description and turn it into a fresh photograph. You can do all of this locally on your computer rather than using a website that's down more than it's actually running correctly. Um, NVIDIA also showed off AI-powered NPCs in games that will supposedly be able to have dynamic conversations with you as you play. The demo seemed more like a text-to-speech program reading off from a a chat GBT output, but hey, at least you can have conversations with a bartender in your video game. Um, So yeah, that's a lot of the stuff that they're showing off and new cards and everything. So I'm excited for this AI conversations and video games. I feel like it's going to make the shit feel really crazy whenever you're like just having organic conversations with your like characters in the games, you know what I mean? Until people start falling in love with bartenders in their game and then they try to get them out of the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to have some real Sword Art on Light shit going on pretty oh, yeah. soon, you know what I mean? Like, like people rushing home because they want to talk to their new girlfriend. homie in the game. Yeah, yeah like, it, fucking... it's like, you know, they, they, they're so lonely that they just talk to this one in pc in the game all the time and like i mean honestly though like there is something kind of therapeutic about like just talking to chat gbt you know what i mean like i know that sounds crazy you know what i mean no it's not but like it's like uh it's like a diary that talks back to you you know what i mean like you almost feel like it it knows what you're saying (laughs) but yeah what what else you got she leslie okay oh okay here we go uh, building up a romantic relationship with a companion of choice in Baldur's Gate 3 will earn players an intimate scene with the chosen party member. If you're on Xbox, however, be warned. Recording the scene could get you banned from Xbox Live, as one member of the game's Reddit community has reported. Uh, Reddit user <laughs> Daddy Vegas shared his plight on the BG3 forums. As they said, uh, they recorded three separate videos of a particular tryst in the player character's camp. As is routine, the videos were uploaded to the Xbox servers after the capture for sharing purposes. But when the uploads were completed, each video was reportedly marked as an infraction. Uh, in a company, For nudity or what? Yeah, I guess so. And an accompanying image uh, on Reddit post showed each of the active suspensions earned by the three separate incidents. The first video earned a four-day suspension, with the second adding 22 days, and the third, add- <laughs> the third adding 366 days. An appeal has been sent to Xbox, according to the post, as the author remarks that they are hoping the appeals process fixes this. However, at the moment, Daddy Magic is unable to play the game or play any game that requires a network connection. Uh, so Damn. that's pretty lame, you know, like, I mean, it's something that's in the game, you know, like there, there's not any kind of warning, like, Hey, you're going to get banned. If you well, they probably it. didn't think it through because then most games don't have that kind of shit going on. But well, I yeah, not only that, it's like, I don't think he was recording it and like, like uploading it to the fucking servers. It's just like when you it record it, something, yeah. it automatically like shares it to fucking Xbox. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, if you it, have there might be a setting, setting yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like he, most people aren't like going in there and changing no. their settings and shit. Like it seems like an innocent mistake. I mean, he's probably just gonna, you know, maybe not super innocent, but like, yeah, you know, maybe he's gonna whack it. To yeah, the, he's probably just gonna whack it. Like, it it might have been. It might have been a very specific video. It might have been a, the bear one or like something like that, where they're like, bro. 
all right, we got to stop you. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you know. We we, gotta, we're going to stop you right here, all right? Well, surely we can cut this guy a little slack. 366 you know? days. <laughs> like, he just you know went, what? Actually, we're coming to get your Xbox. <laughs> they just come and repo that shit, dude. <laughs> like, oh, shit. It's a little too much, brother. <laughs> um, no more Baldur's Gate for you. Yeah. Um, Cutting him off. Yeah. Bonk. Yeah, but uh, Xbox hit <laughs> Fire Rush uh, is heavily rumored to be set for rival console. Uh, or yeah, yeah, uh, the Nintendo Switch in 2024, sparking a vociferous debate um, about Microsoft's exclusive strategy. Insider Nate the Hate, who has a good track record when it comes to video game announcements, teased that a critically acclaimed Xbox exclusive is set to launch on a competing console platform. Reset era user. LOL, I'll something. Who also has a grit- Master Chief collection on Switch. I already see it coming. That would be crazy, but Shit. it's not. It's good. Watch. It's Watch. gonna be Hi-Fi Rush because they said it's gotta be uh, critically acclaimed, and not only critically acclaimed. I think they said something about it being like uh, it was in the running for Game of the Year. So I'm pretty oh, they sure they mentioned that specifically. I, th- I think so. Hold on, let me keep reading it just in case I'm wrong on that. It says who also has a good track record for video game announcements. Then appeared to confirm Tango GameWorks Hi-Fi Rushes. Okay, he said it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, um, but. These aren't people that work there. These are just people that are like, oh, we know the 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 deets on it. Yeah. But um, so everybody, I guess people are bemoaning that. But it's like, who gives a fuck about Hi-Fi Rush? PC. I mean, it's not like it's yeah. that big of a deal. It's not like it's a console exclusive or anything. Yeah, you know? it'd be different if it was like Hellblade or whatever, yeah. and then they were just like, never mind, it's coming to PlayStation, or or Master Chief collection or, or something. You know what I mean? Like, Even that though, at this point, I'd be like, sure. You know, whatever. But going like you know, new Halos obviously keep them on yeah. Xbox. But like, I don't care if you put Master Chief Collection on something else. But like, um, yeah, it's got to be like a first party, like big game. Like, no offense, Tango works, but and honestly, I think Hi-Fi Rush got way more hype than it needed. Yeah, that game was not that good. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it that much. Like, no. I tried. I mean, yeah, it was so base. I'll probably give it another chance one day. Yeah. Um. What else you got? Shit. Nothing. No. Nothing. Let's see. Oh, this is cool. This is a good one. More good news in the world. Okay. Uh, Tetris, one of the most popular and recognizable games of all time, has finally been beaten. The person to do it more than 30 years after the game's release, 13-year-old Willis Gibson from Oklahoma. Gibson uploaded a video of his achievement to YouTube, and it's quite a sight to behold. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Basically, he crashed the fucking game a yeah. feat that's only been done by uh ai so far so that's really cool uh congratulations i don't kid. know how that's possible how has nobody done this before because you have to like i watched a thing on it once you get past level 29 there's like a technique you have to do like people yeah for they the like tap on time, the back of the yeah for a long time people didn't even think you could get past level 29 and then for like 10 years after that Fucking, like, this one dude was the only one to do it, and he managed to get to, like, fucking level, like, 35 or something. And, like, year after year, he, like, beat his own record until he got to 35. So it was, like, progressively... So, like, the fact that he got all the way to, like, level 140-something or whatever and then, like, crashed the fucking game... Like, that's incredible, because he had to do that fucking finger roll thing on the back of the controller for, like... 
30 minutes or something. And this probably wasn't his first attempt. So he's probably been sitting there doing that shit for like hours. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the dexterity in that kid's fingers and like the, the mental capacity to like f- see the bricks falling and like know which one's about to come and like, you know. Yeah, I don't understand how it's, it's incredible. possible, like I mean, how like, their brain computes it that fast. Because like they're constantly like dropping the the brick like as fast as possible and not missing yeah. like anything i'm like dude even when i'm just playing normal like i can't fucking it's incredible i mean like yeah. that kid is true a prodigy you know what i mean he's gonna probably do some great things one day you know what i mean well it's funny that they like it got so popular recently it's been all over twitch like over the past like year i've noticed like videos popping up on like shorts and everything of like people playing uh tetris on the nes like yeah. with the the controller on the back one like there's dudes even wearing like special gloves that like help yeah, with the he had one of the stuff. gloves whenever he was doing like, it yeah y'all need to chill out bro but like um <laughs> no i mean hey that's awesome yeah I, I saw um the a lady like a news anchor got a bunch of hate because like she uh announced it and she was like to that 13 year old boy it's like this is not an accomplishment. She's like, you need to go outside. Like, like straight, bitch. yeah, like straight up. It's like, <laughs> who the fuck? Are yeah, you? like that's what everyone was like. He just literally like broke a, a world record, like changed like not a only that, but like in all the news clippings I saw, he like dedicated it to his dad who died like recently. He was like, this one's for you, dad, who taught me how to play Tetris. And She's blah, like, blah. go outside. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like, what the fuck? It's like if if. If a 13-year-old boy was, like, the best fucking, like... NFL player, she'd be like, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) or, like, just... Even if he was, like, something else that required you to sit inside, like, fucking, like, a piano player or guitarist or something, you came out and just ripped the fucking craziest solo that anybody's ever heard. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then she's just like... Go outside. outside. And then, yeah. no, no, you rip the solo, and then you're like, that one's for you, Dad, who died recently. <laughs> she's just like, she's like, fuck you, kid, yeah. you know? She's like, wow, your dad really introduced you to some dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Rock music. <laughs> like, yeah, but, like, that's somebody who's stuck in a wrong era. But obviously, like, her, her mindset has not progressed um you know i mean there's lots of stuff like that i find kind of dumb like okay let's say the kid's like a nascar driver or something like yeah. that's not I, I i don't really care about nascar but i can recognize yeah recognize you know? skill yeah you know? or, or like you know it's like you know respect it's like cool you yeah. did you did something that nobody else has done like i think that's where like she just didn't care she's just like video games dumb like plot twist she just read all that off the teleprompter and that's not really what she thinks like. oh no that's what she said because i everybody went in dude i'm sure she she probably had to it's resign like seen an anchor man where, <laughs> where he's just like fuck you san diego <laughs> but uh okay so star citizen developer cloud imperium games is releasing a ship bundle for its controversial space simulator that costs an eye-watering 48 thousand dollars or what the hell revealed on its website the legatus uh 2953 pack will arrive in the first quarter of 2024 and cost forty eight thousand dollars despite the game not having officially launched yet ahead of all others this definitive armada is an equal match to the noble title of legatus navium the legatus 2953 item page reads uh, comprised of over 175 vessels from every manufacturer of note this perfect collection include or wait including all ships released and concepted through 2953 empowers every fleet commander to forge a lasting legacy leading humanity towards a brighter future um update 
uh, to this uh, here. Adding even more to the price, the Legatus 2953 pack seems to only be available to members at a certain tier of the Star Citizens Chairman's Club, one which oh, requires shit. spending at least $10,000 on other in-game items to achieve. But baffling, as a 58000 bundle may sound to outsiders, for existing fans of Star Citizen, this isn't much of a shock. Star Citizen has been selling high-priced Legatus bundles to its biggest spenders for years now, with each new year uh, bringing with it an updated bundle including even more new ships and a higher price tag to account for them. The, the intention of the bundle per Cloud Imperium back in 2018 isn't necessarily to be an individual purchase by any old Joe. Instead, it's as a package that players will use to deploy ships, items, etc. across organizations, corporations, guilds, with many players re- effectively rolling over credit from buying cheaper prior bundles to get the new Legatus bundles for just a few thousand dollars. <laughs> They're going to be mad as hell in five years when one of our fucking Cloud Imperium games just shuts down and fucking just just says fuck this game altogether and runs away with their billions of fucking dollars that they've made. Yeah, like, so at, at the time of this article's publication, Star Citizen has raised $658,161,596 from more than 5 million accounts. That's fucking ridiculous, bro. And yep. they still don't have a game. <laughs> Still ain't no game, dude. Who needs a game when you got <laughs> ships, baby? Oh, jeez. That is ridiculous, man. All right. Let's see. Firewall Ultra developer First Contact Entertainment has shut down after eight years. The studio cites the general lack of virtual reality support in the video games industry as the main reason. In a Facebook post before Christmas, First Contact Entertainment said that it would close its doors by the end of 2023. The lack of support for VR within the industry has eventually taken its toll, the studio said. As a AAA game, VR game developer, we're just not able to justify the expenses needed going forward. We are a team of fearless innovators willing to push new technologies to its limits. First Contact Entertainment developed 2018's Firewall Zero Hour for PlayStation VR and 2023's Firewall Ultra for PlayStation VR 2. There has been no word on whether either game will be pulled from the PlayStation stores or if their server will be closing as well. This wasn't the only studio to close due to the fine blah blah blah. Uh, Okay, I got a couple problems with both First Contact Entertainment's statement and fucking this article. Uh, first of all, the servers will not be closing down on this game because there are no servers for this game. It's fucking hosted by, like, the player. So, like, whoever yeah. is fucking playing the game is the host, and therefore their PS5 or whatever you're playing on is the server. Acts as the server. So you don't need servers for Firewall Zero Hour or Firewall fucking ultra so like no the servers will not be shut down and i doubt the games will be pulled from the stores um but as far as firewall ultra fucking first of all their whole thing about like the lack of support for vr within the industry is the reason we're shutting down our studio it's like no dude the the reason that you're shutting down your studios because you chose to partner up with Sony and make that your only source of revenue, first of all. And second of all, like, 
you're talking about y'all are a team of fearless innovators who just are changing the game but like you're you literally put out the same game twice firewall ultra is firewall zero hour with slightly better graphics and way worse controls you know what i'm saying like don't act like y'all are some fucking team of innovators when you like literally put out the same game with a different name and then expect the people to be all excited about it like you know what i mean fucking i don't know man it really makes me mad because it's like you tie yourself to like the least potential fucking vr headset out there no offense i love my psvr too but like let's be real if if any p like vr headset is going to make you money it's not playstation vr 2 right now you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> which i'm sure they didn't know at the time when they made that deal but no. it's like but it's also i mean i would imagine they got paid some money up front from, from sony, sony as well. yeah which is like you know but obviously they're claiming it's not enough to cover their costs you know what i mean i don't know my thing is, and then their only other game they've ever put out was uh, fucking a really, really shitty first-person shooter that they put out right at the same time Population 1 came out. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's really hard to feel bad for them when it's like they kind of shot themselves in the foot, you know what I mean? And they had a great advertising team that they don't, like, utilize ever. Like, uh, they kind of fell off whenever the, like, after Firewall fucking Zero Hour, you know what I mean? Which is a shame, you know what I mean? I don't know. But... Here's hoping that all the developers that lost their job, you know, find a job in the industry that they like. And things turn around for all of them, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there wasn't that many developers out there. Because I've, I've found a lot of VR studios are quite small. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, 10 people max. But, like, yeah, I hope it works out for them. I'm sure they'll... It, it, I'm sure it'll be freeing once they actually get to a different place and they don't have to keep making zero firewall yeah. you know whatever firewall zero hour whatever the fuck um anyways uh playstation has listed the metal gear solid 3 remake officially metal gear solid triangle remake oh they fucked up their delta it's pronounced delta but it's a triangle snake eater uh as a 2024 game um as trailer a trailer advertising various playstation 5 games coming in 2024 includes lots of entries uh, with established release dates like Last of Us Part Two Remastered and Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, but also quietly listed the release window for the highly anticipated remake. Uh, publisher Konami is yet to confirm any sort of release date or window itself, though given it was announced by PlayStation in 2023 and is coming to PS5, it likely knows its stuff. Um, but apparently, uh, not stopping there, the PlayStation trailer also listed the Silent Hill 2 remake as a 2024 release, seemingly dropping two major release windows in the space of two minutes. I mean, uh, uh, like I think kind reasonable of people could have guessed that it was going to come out this year, and Look. same with... They Hill. need articles, okay? <laughs> they need news. Like, right. Unless you're fucking Grand Theft Auto or fucking Elder Scrolls, like, you know, if you've shown the, the fucking, I don't know. I feel like it's probably, we already know. We know this. Yeah. You know? But it's good, though. It's good to know. What you got? Shit. <laughs> Just every time. So what you got? <laughs> Shit. Shit. My phone doesn't like my face right now. All right, here we go. Um... God, my phone doesn't like the internet either. Here we go. Square Enix said that it plans to be aggressive in applying AI to both its game development. Oh, we talked about this last week. We did? Yeah, that was like the last article I read last week. Oh, okay, well, I've got another AI-related article that we can talk about then. Hold up. Word, word. Uh, Wizards of the Coast. So, okay, this is a whole thing. Uh, Wizards of the Coast put out this ad for, I think it was Arcane or something like that. 
and uh, there's this whole thing, and everybody's like, that's AI-generated, blah, 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 and Wizard of the Coast, like, adamantly denied that they used AI to, like, fucking make this picture that they're advertising their show or whatever with. But now, we've got this article. So it says, Wizards of the Coast, the company behind Dungeons & Dragons, the Magic the Gathering series, has confirmed that artificial intelligence was indeed used to create a marketing image after initially denying that that was the case. Uh, in a post may or in a post on social media, Wizards of the Coast said, "We made a mistake earlier when we said the marketing image we posted was not created using AI." Um, after fans pointed out that the artwork for a Magic: The Gathering uh, book, yeah, that's what it was, uh, looks like it was made using AI. Uh, Wizards of the Coast has now stated that it looks like some AI components were used to make the image. Uh, <laughs> the company, so did they just not know because the marketing firm? I, I don't know, honestly. Like It says, Wizards of the Coast added that a human did the work to create the overall image. Which So I guess maybe they like contracted somebody to make the image and they didn't realize that that person was using, using AI. AI. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Is like Because you got to imagine Wizards of the Coast doesn't have like this one in-house marketing team that does everything. They probably like contract people and then like yeah. didn't realize what they were getting yeah, into. Yeah, I bet with that's that what person. it is. Yeah. That's why they're like, "Why? No, we paid for artwork, you know, yeah. to be done with our stuff." And uh, you know, some <laughs> dude on the internet just using AI, <laughs> just <Yeah>. fucking chat GPT. <laughs> He's just... like, "Get make me a Magic the Gathering fucking <laughs> you know picture." And like it, it made it, and then he forgot to fucking like take off the twelve fingers on like the people. <laughs> and their face all yeah, warped. <laughs> warped in circles. <laughs> and, like, ha- like the the weird thing about AI is like the longer you look at it, the weirder it gets. Like yeah, you start noticing sure. more and more things that are like, <laughs> fucked off. But um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, this one's not really video game related either. Um, it, but I thought it was interesting. Universal Pictures, uh is ranked as the highest-grossing studio at the box office last year, Variety reports. This announcement is no surprise to those closely following movies, as Universal Pictures distributed several, several highly profitable films last year. Over the, the uh, Of the over 20 films Universal distributed last year, three notable include uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, Illumination, Super Mario Bros. movie, and Bloomhouse's sci-fi horror film, Megan. Variety notes that Universal distributed films uh, collected 4.9107 billion in worldwide ticket sales last year. To, uh, but basically, the whole reason I'm reading all this off is that this is the first time that Disney was not the number one. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, so to put that into perspective, the Super Mario Bros. movie released last April surpassed $1 billion at the global box office during its theatrical run, while Oppenheimer grossed over $954 million worldwide. Both films were the top three grossing movies uh, of 2023, the other being Warner Bros. live-action Barbie movie. Uh, while Megan did not break any box office records like those two movies, the film did rack up $168 million during its run in theaters. Uh, in, okay. in contrast, Disney, which is well known in the film industry as a box office juggernaut, did not have a single movie in 2023 that hit $1 billion. Across all its films released last year, Disney accumulated $4.827 billion globally, with some of the films it released last year, including Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, a live-action remake of The Little Mermaid, and Indiana Jones 
Thrones and The Dial of Destiny, Haunted Mansion, and The Marvels, to name a few. Every single one of those movies, except for The Guardians of the Galaxy, was a huge flop. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem. They're like their standards are kind of slipping over there at Disney. And really it, and bad. And it's because of Disney Plus. They're they're putting out so much content. You know what I mean? That it's like they're not like quality controlling it anymore really i feel like that's my thought anyways i don't think it's disney i think disney plus plays a part in it but these are things that are coming to theaters you know so it's like uh, this is box office this isn't just like oh we're plotting it for for streaming streaming is like an extra revenue after it's like they want that box office money and then they want it to go to streaming later but the thing is i think it's just a poor poor choices overall like um, I think the fact that there's no Star Wars anymore, they, they like bought up Star Wars, they fucked it, and then they just dipped. Like the only Star Wars we're getting is on Disney Plus, and nobody wants to That's fucking watch that. That's what I'm saying. Though. Like yeah. they're putting out tons of Star Wars shit. It's just all on Disney Plus. Yeah, but it all saying? sucks too. Like besides because they're Star. spreading themselves too thin. Yeah, you know, for all their Disney Plus shit. That's what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean. But also all their Marvel movies sucked because they're spreading themselves no. too thin with all their fucking She Hulks and fucking Loki shows and fucking shit like that, dude. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, like, I could see it, but also though that makes no sense though because she, like the fucking, person working on She Hulk has nothing to do Falcon with this over Winter here. Soldier, get the fuck out of here! Like nobody wants. When to was Falcon and Winter shit. Soldier? I don't know. Is that was, a show? Yeah, it was. A, it was a show. Is that a movie? It's a show. It's a show. Okay. Yeah, I think the problem is they're one. They're not cohesive anymore. Like, um, nothing's about like, you know, whenever Marvel was first putting out, or, or whenever Disney was first putting out Marvel shit, it was like everybody wanted to see all of it. You know, it started like it was a big deal and it was all leading up to like, you know, Avengers and all this stuff. And now they're just like, uh, what the fuck do we do now? Like, there's no like me and my brother were talking about this um, after Thanos. Like, really, what is there? Like, there's no big bad guy that everything's leading up to. You know, they don't have everybody hyped up. They're like, well, they, I think there is some idea, but like, we don't know yet. Like, I mean, they claim that there's this whole like plan for the cinematic universe. You know what I mean? But like, where is it? I mean, they have it like laid out like movie by movie for the next like eight years or some shit. Like, you can go look. You know no, I know I mean? you but can go like, look at these things, but before, you know, you had this A tier of like heroes that everybody's watching. You know, you got like. I think what's going on now is they're rebuilding their new heroes. You know, you got mm-hmm. the Blade movie coming out. They're trying to make like these characters you haven't heard of like relevant. And that's why I feel yeah. like you're getting a lot of like flops, you know, like the fucking Eternals and shit like that. Like, you yeah, know what nobody I mean? gives a fuck about Eternals. Nobody cares about Marvels. The, the thing, like, and I honestly think Blade is the part where it may turn around. Like, Blade's gonna be dope, dude. I don't care. Yeah, I think Blade. <laughs> I think Blade will be dope. That's I'm what ready I'm for the Blade video game too. That's gonna be tight. Like honestly, that and that's what I was telling. Uh, what I was telling AJ was like, look, they need to get away from all the the superhero part of it and do a whole phase where it's just Blade, the Punisher, Daredevil. Like I think we might be circling around to that because they have that new uh, show with Kingpin as the bad guy fucking, and it's supposed to be like, it's supposed to bring back like the R-rated 
fucking Daredevil world. You know what I mean? Like, well, apparently Daredevil was supposed to do that, but then they canceled it. But like, they scrapped all the stuff that they were doing with it. Like, they're just all over the place. Yeah, but we've seen like trailers and shit of this new show, and it's actually got yeah, like, Echo. the same guy with Kingpin, and like you know, people's arms are getting broken and they're shooting. But it's each not other made by the same people. It, it, so Echo is going to be yeah, but you can tell it's like a spiritual successor. You know what I mean? Like you can tell it's meant to be in the same world and shit. You know what I mean? Like fucking, I think I think that that's what they're trying to do there is give you a more mature we'll see show you know what i mean i don't know i (laughs) i don't know anything about echo and that's another problem here it's like you you lose your name recognition value whenever you go for these new superheroes yeah it's like i'm i'm cool with that in a way because it's like you know you, you can only do the same superheroes so many times you know what i mean but at the same time, like make them more interesting, dude. You know, yeah. like bring. I say bring back the the old guard, the ones that haven't really got touched on by Disney yet. Like which is Daredevil, the Punisher, like X Men. Uh, Get those things back in the picture. Then, if you want to introduce these, like Echo and all these other people in those shows, and then split them off, sure. Yeah. But don't just fucking throw out Echo, like. Like, I'm with you there. It feels like we're one. scraping the bottom of the barrel for real. Yeah, like uh, soon there's gonna be like some fucking shit like Bumblebee. Like I don't give a fuck about any of this shit, dude. Nobody does. Like, and, and you know, like I think there's a very select few people that are just hanging on. Like they're like ah no nah, no nah, they're coming back around, but like they really have to bring back some of this shit. Like you have to you have to switch gears. I think um. You know, like there's no highs anymore. This reminds me of like whenever comic books started dying out because like people just started. There was just too many. There was too much shit. And like people are just like, I don't want to fucking read the third volume of fucking, you know, Wasp Man and the fucking, I don't know, whatever the fuck, the donkey barrel. Like it's just like random shit. It's all over the place. It's like rain it back in. Focus on the dark stuff for a little bit to kind of cleanse the palate. Then you can go back to the to the fucking hype shit. Like get people back on to this to where they get tired of the dark shit. Then they want to go back to the to the fucking woo. You know, like fucking yeah. the Spider Man and like flipping around and doing all this. Stuff. Like I'm sure people would love another Spider Man. I think Spider Man's the only thing that's been doing good that's shit lately. Exactly. Honestly, but the, the problem is that's because Sony owns Spider Man mm-hmm. and they're the ones fucking in charge of what gets put out in the Spider Man name. You notice how everything that's spider-man does is well. fucking like not just does well but is like a good product yeah you know yeah. what i mean like across the spider-verse fantastic awesome. movies the newest spider-man trilogy fucking great fucking the spider-man video games awesome yep. you know what i mean like there's nothing that's like spider-man branded that's not just that's trash dope as shit yeah, yeah for real like they're not gonna put any trash out and, and that's the thing is like i feel like disney's focusing too much on like telling I don't know. They're trying to, to like relate it to real life too hard. And it's like, we just want fantasy. Yeah. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. we don't want to hear about the politics of reality in these shows, in these movies. Like, what's the politics in that world? Like, what's happening there? Yeah. You know, and I think they keep, and they're pushing people away mm-hmm. by doing what they're doing. I think that's one of the things that makes X Men so good is it's got its own little world with like a different set of rules. And, you know what I yeah. mean? It's just, it's just a different and thing, you, can, you know? You can, like look at it and be like oh 
that kind of works in our world. But it's not straight up. They look into the camera and they're like, (laughs) down with the patriarch, bitch. You know, and it's like, (laughs) it's like, what? (laughs) What is that? You can fly. You know, like, what are you talking about? What do you care about that? You can literally go and pick a dude up and take him into space and let him die in space. You know, like, uh, no one gives a fuck about that when it, like, unless it makes sense in the fucking story. story, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't like take down the kingpin. Very few yeah. like writers are good enough to incorporate some shit like that into their story and not make it feel like force fed to you. Too. Yeah, like, like they're just shoving it down your throat. Like, like I feel like Neil Druckmann is one of the few like writers who can like do some shit like that and not and not have it feel too heavy handed on you. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's just a lot of times they'll if it almost feels like Disney put a gun to their head and was like, hey, you need to go add some shit, and then they just had yeah. like an afterthought, kind of went in there and like put some fucking. Put it on. Yeah. That, I think that's the other problem is like they don't have like a, a strict like group of people working on everything overall. Like it, it was at first, like with the Marvel movies, yeah. they had what's his name, uh, the fucking dude that did like Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige, yeah. yeah, Kevin Feige, and then like James Gunn, and like yeah. there's very specific people. Now they're just like, you get a fucking Marvel show, you get a Marvel show, you get a movie, <laughs> and those people come in with their own personal politics. And they're like, I'm using this as a platform to tell my po- my political stance, but I get the power of this name of like, you know, Marvel and this person. And it's like, no, tell the story, but you can put your soul into it. You know, you don't have to use it as just a political stance. Like, I get yeah. the world's heavily political right now. And like, And I mean that from both sides. Like, I don't give a Fuck but about that's also politics. why people like, are, you know, trying to escape to fucking that kind of content, you know, to yeah, get away, from, get away from this shit. Yeah. But every time I turn it on, it's like another fucking thing. Well, like, the problem is Disney's got such a fucking agenda with its fucking like, you know, business side of things and just the world market in general that it's like they have to push their politics or they feel like they have to push their politics. But it's so of- funny to me because like the, Disney, the one trying to push all these politics like, you know, whenever they put their movie out in China, they take all the black people off of the posters. So it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you can't pander to to people when you're the ones that are doing the exact thing that you're trying to, like, fight against in the movie, you know? Yeah. It's like, they'll literally, if there's a gay character in the movie, they take them off the poster when they, when they put it out in China. Like, Disney's publicly putting it out in China, but taking the gay and the black people off of the posters. Like... How can you try to tell us things like this and then you're literally just doing the things? It makes no sense to me. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, you can go <laughs> look up the Chinese version of the Disney posters. Yeah, I've seen some of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like, just fucking sell us movies, okay? Like, like keep your bullshit to yourself. I don't know who they're, they're losing money, obviously. Like, so I don't understand who this is for. You know, like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's because they think their Chinese audiences are going to go out and, you know... It would come back and, like, make over, uh, make up for all the money. This is this is world Well, most, most naive Americans don't realize they're changing the posters and, you know... No, like, yeah, they don't know this is happening. Editing their movies and stuff. Like, this is totally, like, news to most people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and the thing is... It's probably news to the Chinese people that are with they have, we have different posters. Yeah, too, you know what I mean. It's like you know I don't think either independent country you know for the most part realizes they're doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
And I think as insincere as it seems, like Disney's probably just trying to like get more sales in that region. You know what I mean? Like it's so fucked up by pandering to what they believe is like. You know? Did you did you watch the South Park like the Panderverse thing? Oh yeah, it's so, so good. With, with uh, like um, what's his name? Cartman was Kathleen Kennedy, and like he's just like every time somebody comes to him with a pitch, and he's like. It's like, make it gay, put a woman in it. <laughs> Literally, like, it's one of the funniest things ever. But, like, the cool thing about the the South Park show, like, the Pandaverse or whatever, is that it, it talks about both sides. Like, how ridiculous it's getting. Like, it's just the battle of, like, you know, there's one side that they're like, I don't want a single woman in this movie. And then there's, like, the other side where it's just like, all of it needs to be women. And they all need to be gay. You know? And it's like, no, just like write a story for fuck's sake like <laughs> write a story and make it make sense like and like in the world yes sure there's gonna be gay people yes there's gonna be women but make it work make it like actually flow with the story i don't even know who i'm talking to at this point because they're not i mean they're not gonna be listening to us but like this is just my thoughts on it because i i miss like the good shit you know where it was like it was just a good story, you yeah. know, and like in anybody who watches it can relate to it. Doesn't matter, you know, your, you know, uh, your gender or your race or anything like that. Like you can watch it and somehow relate to the characters. Not yeah. it's not like, well, we made this one for the white people. We made this one for the gay people. We made this one for. It's, yeah. And that's a, I think that's another problem with just stories in general these days is like characters are so obviously contrived for one specific like stereotype group. of people. It's like. There used to be, like, a vagueness to, like, the protagonist of, like, movies and books and stuff, where it was, like, you could always, always, like, insert yourself into their shoes, you know what I mean? And I think that, you know, kind of goes for everybody. Like, like when you're reading Harry Potter, you know, there's, like, a very vague description of Harry Potter, but, like, for the most part, you're imagining yourself doing all the shit that Harry's doing, Mm -hmm. because, like, his objective, like, thoughts and, like, feelings and stuff throughout the book are generally, like, relatable things that, like, most people feel. Like, they don't ever delve too far into, like, his personal beliefs other than like you know like he doesn't like that house elves are fucking slaved up and shit yeah like, they're you never know, like things that are like you know any reasonable person would you know yeah harry never sits down and like it just philosophizes uh, like it philosophizes <laughs> his fucking like political and religious views like he just fucking is harry you know yeah. he's a human being like you know just going through this world you know yeah i, I don't know and That's... there are characters in the world that have like strong beliefs about certain things you know what i mean but they're yeah. just you know like there's characters on both sides of the fence and like you know i don't know it's just it's like it makes the world feel more real real yeah, yeah. like yeah that's just the problem i don't know like it's just it, it, it gets so and it's really bad in video games, which you know, bringing this back to like you know video games, you know what I mean? Like it's it's especially bad in in modern video game culture, especially narratively driven video games. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like everybody thinks that there's just one way. It's like if I don't pander to this one thing, you know, I'm gonna look like a bad guy. And it's like no, you just look like a writer. You know, like, that's all. You look like a storyteller. Tell a story. That's the thing about stories is that they're supposed to be universal. You know, they're supposed to be everybody can relate to these stories. You think by you doing what you're doing that there's, like, people over here that are just like, you know what? I can relate more now. It's like, no, I think people relate to, like, a good protagonist. That's it. Yeah. Just make it good across. It doesn't matter if it's a girl, a guy, um, white, black, 
gay, Yeah, I can't whatever. tell you how many, like, random, like, you know, like, I was super into the Avengers game just because I was kind of, like, relating to the fucking Miss Marvel, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the little Indian girl who's, like, you know, the main character in the Avengers game. It's like, you know, I, I was vibing with her character so hard, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, that's what sold me on, like, the game. And everybody else hated that game, you know what I mean? But it's like, I really like that character, and it kind of kept me in it, you know? One, one thing I always think of is, like, Korra, like, you know, like, oh, yeah. I feel like... That's one of those things where it's like, it's a female protagonist and everybody loves this. Yeah, like, because you know. she's got so much personality, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's another thing. Korra is also hated by a lot of people because she's got so much personality, you know what I mean? Like, she's got a lot of, like, you know, unique traits as a character that make you either just love her or hate her, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas Aang was more of like a, you know, universally you could put yourself in his shoes kind of character. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the, it's the hero's journey, like, yeah. straight up. Korra is such a brash, like, you know, the, the fucking Legend of Korra starts out with her, like, busting through the wall, like, I'm the Avatar, bitch, deal with it. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> and that's basically, like, the, the tone for the whole show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm the Avatar, <laughs> bitch, deal with it. Yeah, yeah, that's a... It, it, the thing is, though, it's, like, it's not, like, heavy-handed and in a way trying to tell you one specific thing through the whole story you know what i'm saying yeah it's like i don't know it just it just i just want i just want things to be universal again i just want people to be able to relate to everything you know what i'm saying like i don't know like maybe i'm just not being empathetic enough or something like maybe i just don't see it but like when i watch newer movies now i'm just like dude i see exactly what you're trying to tell me yeah you know and it's not it's not like subtle it's not that's the problem there's no subtlety these days yeah. you know it's really i don't have a problem with any of this you know it's just it's just be subtle you but know i feel like x-men was that like x-men was the most subtle like but but when you watch it you knew exactly what they were trying to tell you without it being like in your face and yeah shit. yeah like yeah you know like mutants like yeah. the outsiders and like anybody can fit into that role Anybody yeah. can fit into feeling like that they're being oppressed by, you know, or by just humanity, yeah. you know, like, but they're not like, yeah, we're the mutated gay people, like, <laughs> <laughs> even though that's basically what they're implying. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're implying. Like, it was never like, you know, one just walks out and is just like, yeah, I'm the gayest x-men you know like <laughs> which i feel like now that's a thing but that's it's also like, why x-men i think can stand the test of time better than a lot of things because it's you know it's so situ not situated it's like it's it's universal it's universal because it's like you know whenever it came out they were talking about like what i think world war Two or something the nazis and shit yep. and then it's like okay it transcended that and then What's it's the like civil rights civil movement. rights movement you know what i mean it's like it, you can always put what's going on today in, like, in that story in that story and like even today you look at x-men you can take all of the shit that's going on in the world and it, it's just applicable you know what i mean yep and it's it's just i don't know yeah yeah sorry we went on this ramp but i feel like we had to talk about it because it it is it is weird to see disney falling behind because of what i believe is that i think it's just too heavy-handed like and we're not i mean brent's also right though in the the disney plus and is spreading too thin i think there's just too much happening and too much focus on the wrong things yeah because you look at the one aspect of disney that's still knocking it out of the park and that's their animation studios like pixar you know what i mean pixar like, specifically their actual animation studio they put out that movie wish like 
Oh, I didn't not see too long that ago, one. and it flopped. Like, was it, it a bad according movie, to them, though, like, or did it just do bad? Because I, like sometimes they put out movies that don't like, you know, nobody goes to watch it. But like their fucking animated movies are almost always like. I I heard the animation quality was just not really mm. there. Like, well, the, Pixar does, a good and the job, songs though. sucked. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah, but that's just what I've heard. I mean, my sister went to go watch it with my nephew, and she was like, it was all right. You know, like, it was okay. Like, um, But typically, when you go see a Disney animated movie, it's not, this was okay. Yeah. Like, Coco. Usually, it got you crying and feeling crazy yeah. feelings and shit. Like, Inside Out was one of the best movies. Fucking That's Pixar. Moana is not. Pixar is Disney now, though. No, right? no, I know, but I'm talking about the separation because Pixar is its own studio inside of Disney, but oh, Disney yeah, yeah. Studios does their own animated I'm stuff I'm specifically as well. talking about Pixar oh, okay. right now, yeah. Pixar's always been yeah, phenomenal. They're still killing it. There's, you know what yeah. I mean? They'll never not kill it. Yeah. But I'm talking about Disney itself. So, like, Disney's animation studio, the one that's behind, like, The Lion King and stuff like that, who are now doing, like, you know, uh, what was it? Moana. Moana was they did great. Moana? Yeah. Okay. That wasn't Pixar. Oh, that wow. that was I, Disney. I thought that was Pixar. No, and it's the same for Coco. They did a good job with that and Coco. Apparently, I haven't actually watched Coco, but I've heard a lot of people say Coco is really good. Yeah. Let me see. Coco was done by. Yeah, I think it was just uh, Pixar. I mean, not Pixar. It was just uh, Disney. Yeah. Oh no 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 no! I lied. Okay, th- this one is Pixar. So, but oh okay. But the other one was not um, uh, Moana. But anyways, Wish was not done by Pixar either, and okay. it's just yeah, I haven't not seen doing Wish, too hot. Yeah. I think they need to go back to the two D route, like for Disney Animation That'd Studios. Be cool. Leave the three D to Pixar. Go back to making the animated movies like. People would eat that up. Yeah, no, like throw in a little bit of three D stuff. Like think of like um uh what was that uh honestly just have Disney Studios make like a like a just Mickey Mouse TV show like old yeah. school you like, know, like Treasure twenty Planet. minute episodes of just like fucking Mickey Mouse cartoons with like a modern animation that'd be sick that would be tight I'm sure they have that on Disney Plus though oh, well, if they don't they need yeah to, they need to get that going but I'm talking about for their movies go go uh, give us some Treasure Planets give us some uh, goofy movies sick, like bro. we need things. Love like a Treasure that. Planet type style movie. Yeah. No, but anyways, um, you got any more news on your end? That's all I got over here. Okay. Uh, only other thing that I think is worth talking about is uh, Jack Black is supposedly going to play the main character in the new Minecraft. He's going to play Steve in the Minecraft movie. So uh, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. And then uh, apparently Star Wars Outlaws is going to arrive late 2024. Oh, cool. And then I'm uh, actually not that hyped about that one. The one that I want is the Star Wars, uh, the one that Quantic Dream is doing. Oh yeah, Eclipse or Fuck, whatever. Fuck yeah, give me that, dude. Uh, give me that. Yeah, that's gonna be an dude. Xbox exclusive, dude. Hell yeah. Honestly, like I really need a fucking like story driven game like that in my life. You know, they just don't put out enough games like that. They 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 put them out at such a slow pace that I've basically played everything. Except for that fucking Expanse game that just came out, and that's just because I've never watched the Expanse TV show, and it's like I don't know if I know what was going on. You know what I mean? Watch the Expanse. No, I was thinking about it honestly, just so I could play the game. But like, it's I don't probably know. dated at this point. It looks good. The show itself looks good. It's like an Amazon Prime original or something, and like you know, which is a little bit of a red flag. But the actual like trailer it, I watched looked pretty interesting. I, I thought the Expanse came out in like 2005 or something. The show? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, yeah, because I think it, it's a... Maybe it's a remake of like a movie or something for the show. I don't know. But like... Oh, it came out in 2015. That's so recent. I thought yeah. the Expanse was so much older. It looked tight. I mean, I mean like, that's almost 10 years ago, but like... Still, yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Still way newer than I thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But anyways, um, that's it for the news this week, and uh, there are no this week's hot releases. I checked nothing, nothing. hot, literally nothing this wow. week. Like it's just like mobile games and like random bullshit. That's crazy, actually. Yeah, kind of surprising. Well, next month we got some good shit coming out. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. So for Chat GP trivia this week, uh, I'm doing horror movie Ooh. trivia. So I told it to give me trivia about modern horror movies. Modern yeah, horror. So okay. you know, uh, for all the audience out there, this is Chat GP trivia. Chat GPT is making up the trivia. So if there's any whack, crazy shit or just questions that don't make any sense, just you know, blame the AI. It's the AI, baby. You know, so moving on. Is this AI generated content, dude? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> we all have like seven fingers. Like. <laughs> the whole podcast was just AI. All right. Um, question number one in the 2017 horror film, Get Out. What uh-huh. is the hypnotic technique used by the antagonist to control the victims? Wait, it didn't give me the answer. But and give me the answers. I don't. I think did, it, but it's like, all right. Well, let's just skip that question. But I already know the answer. If you want to try to answer it, it's like they they just. I don't remember the word for. It. I don't remember the term for it. But I mean, she just like fucking had him spin yeah, spinning shit spinning with his tea. With tea. Yeah, yeah, but what was the actual? Na- I mean, I think that's what they want is the name of it. I like, don't know. We're gonna have tea to just, spinning. I'm already. I already had to do other shit, so I don't really want to make yeah, a circle. But back, we know but what the answer is. We know what the it's answer spinning is. Spinning tea. Yeah, spinning tea. Good. Good job. All yeah. right. Question number two. These actually do have the answers. Uh, oh, this one's too easy, though. What is the name of the haunted hotel in Stephen King's The Shining? Oh, uh, fuck. The, um, what, what's the first letter in it? The what? The... The, it starts with an O. The out? No, the outlook? Yeah, outlook. Oh, you're so close. Or the outback? <laughs> Steakhouse? <You're> so close. <laughs> the outlast? It's the overlook. The overlook. I knew, I, fuck. The outlook. The outback steakhouse. <laughs> the out- <laughs> they just have blooming onions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, question number two. In the movie A Nightmare on Elm Street, what is the main character Freddy Krueger's weapon of choice? Big meaty claws. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. All right, question number three. Which horror film features a family terrorized by supernatural occurrences after moving into a haunted farmhouse? That's that, literally like I was about 400 say, that different like horror a bunch movies. of horror movies. Yeah, I guess the farmhouse part is the biggest clue there. They moved into a farmhouse? A haunted farmhouse. Well, give me a, another clue. Since you already know what this movie is, give me something else, because that's way too specific, or way too generic. Okay, this movie's based on true events. The Amityville Horror? No, more modern than that. More modern than that? Yeah, slightly. And it's based on true events. Then uh-huh. it's got to be one of the... um like insidious or annabelle type movies what was the first one the conjuring there you go okay yeah <laughs> all right you got it all right question number four what is the iconic mask worn by the antagonist in the halloween movie series oh it's a uh, shatner it's uh, <laughs> yeah um, it's a well go ahead is there more no, no, I, I just know that it's... it's it Shatner. is William Shatner. It's an yeah. inside-out William Shatner mask. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, question number five. In The Ring, what is the name of the cursed videotape that brings death to anyone who watches it? That's a dumb question. There, wait, There's the no name, name of it? It's it. The Ring. Yeah, it's it, it says the answer is Samara's tape, which... 
I was, Seems I th- a little fucking <laughs> bit of a stretch to me. Like, I don't think it's actually called. They don't say that. Yeah, in it's the, not like written on the fucking movie or anything. Like, I just watched The Ring again, like literally like a month ago. Good movie. Yeah, yeah. it's a good. It's a good one. Okay, question number six. What 2014 horror film revolves around a family <laughs> hiding from creatures that hunt by sound? Okay, that actually is a good clue. Yeah, that's the uh, the uh, um, what's it called? God dang it, my Jan- uh, it, my Jamal Simers. Um, it's the <laughs> it's the one where they uh, like with uh, Jim from the office. Yeah, that's is, it. What is it called though? Hold on, um, don't. Don't speak. No, just what thinking. No, but uh, is it is it? Don't. It's a kind of place. Oh, the quiet place. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was mixing it up with that other one. That's like don't breathe or something. Or <laughs> oh yeah, actually, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. No. Okay, this one's really hard. Okay. Question number seven: Who directed the psychological horror film Black Swan? Oh. uh... It's like an it's like a fucking French guy. Um, Definitely sounds French for sure. It's like uh, Fernando. If you can get even one of this guy's names, I will fucking hail you as the horror movie guy. What's forever. the first letter? Starts with a D. What What's the first letter of the last name? It starts with an A. Okay. Um, oh my gosh! It's like I know his name. It's like fucking. For uh, something armat arm no, oh my! I feel like you're. It's on the tip of your tongue right now. It is, dude. I just saw his name the other day because he he's like putting out something else, and I forget. God dang it! Um, oh well, what is it? I know he's married to uh um uh Natalie Portman. Is he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He got married after the Black Swan. Oh, okay. What it, what's his uh, name? Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Fuck that guy. You knew it. I know you knew it. All right. Uh, let's see. A couple more. In The Exorcist, what is the possessed girl's name? Oh, I don't know. Um, it's Reagan McNeil. Yeah, I would have never known that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What is the title of the 1999 found footage horror film? Blair that- Witch Project. You got it. The only one ever from 1999. Yeah. All right. Uh, question. Last question. Which horror film features a group of friends who find a the mis- Blair Witch Project? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Right? They're all just the Blair Witch yeah. Project. Which horror film features a group of friends who find a mysterious puzzle box that opens a portal to hell? Zathura. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> a puzzle box. Uh, Jumanji. No, puzzle box. Uh, Hellraiser. Yep. Okay. You did it. Yeah. That, I guess like Jumanji is like a kid version of Hellraiser. I was just about to say, Jumanji is a lot like Hellraiser yeah. if you really think about Same it. Same with Zathura. Like, I think they're, they're actually probably like back then they were like, how can we make Hellraiser for kids? <laughs> That's like, exactly what those guys. But yeah, so that's it for the show this week. Remember, you've been listening to GameSpeak Podcast courtesy of GameSpeakPodcast.com. The show posts for free every Wednesday on all podcast platforms, but you can watch it live before anyone else on Twitch.tv slash GameSpeakPodcast every Monday evening at 7.50 p.m. CST. Be sure to join us and the rest of the GameSpeak community at DSC.GG slash GameSpeakPodcast. Check out our other video content on YouTube, and if you want to stay up to date with your boys, you can find us on Facebook by our names, and uh, check out the GameSpeak Podcast Instagram. Until next time, listeners. Later. Later.